Welcome to Leadership Development News, profiles and practices of top performers. Leaders are the heartbeat of any organization. Let Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler share with you the pathway to becoming a top leader in your organization. Now, here are your hosts, Dr. Greenberg and Dr. Nadler. Welcome to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers. I'm Dr. Ray Nadler, Dr. Kathy Greenberg, my esteemed coach for the, uh, co-host for the last 13 years is with us. And you know, between Kathy and I, we have helped thousands of leaders to perform in the top 10%. So we like to bring you uh, folks who are at the top of their game, sometimes authors, leaders, uh, people who are are bringing about change. And we're always trying to look at what are a few of the tips that we can pass on to you. So you may be an individual leader, you may be um, dealing with a a team, and what are the things that you can do a little differently? Sometimes it's doing it a little bit more so that you can move into the top 10%. This top 10% is this tipping point where people who are in the top 10% are so much more effective to the bottom line, to being uh, having evaluations around engagement than folks who are just average. And these days we're talking a, a lot about emotional brilliance. And Kathy and I have a new book that's just been out that you can get on Amazon called Emotional Brilliance, How to Live a Stressless, Fearless Life. And we're always focusing on what are the top emotions for people, how do they manage those emotions, how do they get a better understanding of what's going on with them, what do they bring to challenging situations. So really the goal for these shows is to help you expand, improve, and select just the right emotional competencies and strengths to master the moment. And let me say a word about Dr. Kathy Greenberg. And if you've been following our show, you know um, she's insightful, has an incredible amount of experience, has worked for some of the biggest uh, consulting firms. Herself is a founder of four consultancies, two leadership institutes. She has a uh, free iPhone app that you can see her glowing face called Your Happiness Now. She's got a bunch of best-selling books, um, Fearless Leaders, Sharpen Your Focus is one, along with our more recent Emotional Brilliance. So, Kathy, welcome to the show. Thank you, Relly. It's always a pleasure, and I can't believe how fast the time is is going by. It's uh, I, I can't believe it's June. Um, yeah. <laughs> we're, we're almost into the the middle of summer, and it seems like the year has gone by really fast. Uh, before we um, we bring uh, our guest on, um, let me just refresh everyone's memory uh, about you know, what we're doing and why we're doing it. And really, you just chime in. Uh, I think one of the things um, that makes us so unique uh, in this, uh, I'll say, uh, emotionally intelligent world that we are all starting to embrace uh, is the fact that we are getting more aware of those things called feelings and emotions uh, that tend to, uh, I would say, impact all of us a little stronger these days, uh, given what we've all been dealing with. Um, I think it's very, very, very important that when we think about what we're all doing and how we're all contributing, 
that we remember that even the smallest things make a difference. And my co-host, uh, my co-host, uh, Relly Nadler, is just one of those wonderful people who contributes wherever he goes. He's a, a master-level certified executive coach, a psychologist, obviously a corporate leader and team trainer. Uh, Dr. Nadler, obviously, um, very well published. Uh, he has uh, six books, including his new book, Physician Burnout, and with our new book, Emotional Brilliance, that brings him up to a good seven. <laughs> I'm sure there's many other things uh, that he could publish if he wanted to. When we think about um, leading with emotional intelligence, uh, one of his most prominent books, uh, because it has so many tools and strategies to help everyone be a star performer, uh, we begin to think about uh, all the ways that we can help each other using not only those tools in his books, but also his free app. And it's called Leadership Keys. You can download it for free. You can also... Uh, read his beautiful blogs on psychology today. He's got over 235,000 reads on the subject of emotional intelligence and coaching. Um, and there's not much more I can say about Raleigh except that he's just a wonderful human being and it's always a great opportunity uh, to spend time with you on the, on the show, Raleigh. So well, thanks thank for being my co-host. Yeah, well, thanks, Kath. And, and I think in these these times, I'll say a word or two before we bring in our guest. You know, I, you talk about emotions. You know, this is probably a, a time in all our lives that, that emotions are the most heightened, the the mm-hmm. most anxiety. Uh, you know, for for the general uh, public, you know, and across the world, you know, given the pandemic, given some of the uh, racial injustice that that uh, people are exposed to. Um, the unemployment, and so we're at a really critical time. And maybe you can say, uh, introduce our guest, because I think he's going to be able to, you know, really bring uh, some poignant uh, ideas to this critical time, just given his background. Sure. You know, I am um, very fortunate to, uh, to have spent some time uh, with Lieutenant Colonel Dave Grossman. He's very well known in the law enforcement and military uh, theaters. Uh, He's an award-winning author who's also published four novels, uh, two children's books, and six nonfiction books, including his uh, perennial bestseller, On Killing, uh, with over one million copies sold to date, and it's been translated into at least seven languages. He's also a New York Times bestselling author with Glenn Beck. Uh, His books are required or highly recommended reading in all four branches of the U.S. military, as well as local, state, and, uh, and federal academies. He is, in fact, the number one trainer uh, in all the military and all law enforcement. And I, I don't say that lightly, uh, having been in that environment myself. Um, it, that is a huge um, title to carry. And one of the things that I... I really love about Dave and what he teaches um, is that he's a former uh, U.S. Army Ranger uh, and a paratrooper, um, which gives him a lot of validity uh, in those law enforcement and military realms. He was also a former West Point psychology professor. Um, He is a black belt uh, in martial arts, 
uh, martial arts with a firearm. And um, he has been cited by the President of the United States. Um, he has testified before the U.S. Senate, and U.S. Congress, and numerous state legislatures uh, on subjects that are near and dear to our hearts, um, on the use of uh, different kinds of uh, video games and lethal force and uh, many different subjects related to uh, warfare. Um, we are going to talk to him today about safe policing and what it requires of our new warrior mindset, which was also the title of one of his books. Um, he, uh, he has been called uh, to write uh, the entry on aggression and violence in the Oxford Companion to American Military History. Uh, he is uh, an academic press encyclopedia of violence, peace, and conflict contributor. And he speaks at national conventions of the American Medical Association, the American Psychiatric Association, and the American Psychological Association, as well as the Academy of Pediatrics. There's so much more I could say about Dave, but I think what we'll do uh, is we will bring him on and we'll talk about his organization, Killology Research Group. Uh, Dave, welcome to the show. Hello. Hello, Kathy and Riley. So good to be on board with you folks. Hey, you know something up front, Kathy? I really, really appreciate that nice introduction. You know, law enforcement has been under attack, and, and a lot of it been twisted and unfair. And I've been under attack a lot. And, and take a look, if for all of you that may have seen other things, articles about me never mention my books, never mention my by the fact that I wrote the encyclopedia entry in my area of expertise, peer-reviewed at the highest level, three entries in the academic press encyclopedia of violence, peace, and conflict, uh, Oxford Companion American Military History, all of that peer-reviewed at the highest level, article in the Harvard Journal of Law and Public Policy, but inducted as a life diplomat for the American Board of Certification Homeland Security and a life member of the American College of Forensic Examiners Institute. They don't mention any of that. And, and, and they set up a straw man and they attack it. And a lot of that is what's been happening to law enforcement, a very twisted misrepresentation. So let's cut to the chase on what, what I think are the critical dynamics that, that, that we need to be talking about. Uh, the, when we talk about emotional intelligence, one of the things that we need to recognize is it, it includes things like brushing your teeth and, uh, and putting on clean clothes and taking a shower periodically. But it also, and all of us, oh, I'm okay there, but it also includes sleep hygiene. And it is a, a worldwide epidemic of sleep deprivation that is, that is devastating our civilization. And the thing to understand is that sleep is a biological blind spot. Our, our bodies are not able to make us get enough sleep. It always happened naturally. Every night without fail, it got dark. Firewood, it was a rare and precious commodity, and... And, 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 and there was nothing to do. You had so much sex, so much sock, and you rolled over and went to sleep. So our bodies are fairly good at making us get air and, and, and food and water. I mean, how much extra food would a kid have to eat to put on one extra pound a month? If a kid puts on one extra pound a month, by the time he's 10, he's 120 pounds overweight. As we get older, it gets harder. Oh, my goodness. But our, our Dave, bodies are pretty good at getting... Yes, yes. No, absolutely. I was just going to say, I'm going to ask you to hold that thought... Um, just the vision of this 
little kid gaining 10 pounds every time they eat something is is just <laughs> no, no, no. a but pound a month. We're going to yeah. take a <laughs> we're going to take a quick break. So, uh don't go away. You're listening to Leadership Development News. We'll be right back. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. Most leaders underestimate their influence and power over others and thus underperform. Dr. Relly Nadler and Leaders Playbook help leaders point the way by providing the strategic place to get to the top in a simple paint-by-the-numbers process. Seasoned and emerging leaders will have answers to these questions. What are the steps to move up and become a star in your organization? How do you develop your people to be the next level leaders in the organization? What are your triggers that are holding you back and how do you manage them? How do you maximize your power and and influence so you and your team perform better. What do you do to ensure your communication is received accurately? How do you delegate effectively? How do you develop strong relationships across the organization? Emotional intelligence training, coaching, books, and tools by Dr. Nadler are available at his website, www.truenorthleadership.com or 805-683-1066. Are you a fearless leader? Fearless leaders stop at nothing to win while engaging others through positive action. Fearless leaders operate with a strong sense of freedom. They embrace the courage to fail. They respond to challenges with resilience. They operate from a higher consciousness and they excel through a mindset for success to increase everyone's ROL or return on leadership. You can too. Let Dr. Kathy Greenberg and a rare team of special operations coaches help you realize your full potential at fearlessleadersgroup.com. The Fearless Leaders Group applies a powerful coach approach beyond tools and techniques by fundamentally transforming a leader's core abilities and approaches to any business in as little as 90 days. Act now and receive a free bonus. Go to fearlessleadersquiz.com. Take the free assessment and find out what you are truly capable of. Go to fearlessleadersquiz.com to find the fearless leader in you and discover how being fearless truly equals freedom. We're always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now. Toll free. 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. You're listening to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers with your hosts, Dr. Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler. We know you have leadership questions for these noted experts, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5790. That number again is 1-866-472-5790. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Leadership Development News. We're talking with uh, Colonel Dave Grossman. He is a director of the Kilology Research Group, and if you want to get some more information... The website is www.killology.com. And Dave, before the break, we're just getting into um, around the sleep hygiene and stuff, and you have so much to say, we want to make sure we hear it all. But I think just for our audience, maybe just give a a quick little background about some of your key influences that kind of brought you to where you are today. Yeah. You know, I I entered the Army in 1974, 18 years old, and uh, Vietnam veterans are all around us. We wanted to know what combat was going to be like. We were in 82nd Airborne Division, paratroopers jumping into death and all that good stuff. And uh, 
And the veterans wouldn't say. It was like this taboo topic. So fast forward, a decade later, I'm an, a young infantry captain uh, headed to graduate school and en route to teach at West Point. And uh, doing my scholarly study on, on the reality of combat. And I thought what was at the core of combat was the act of killing. And I wrote my first book on killing. As Kathy said, uh, uh, it just sold in multiple languages. Marine Corps Commandant's required reading. Uh, Google Scholar says it's been cited over 2,800 times in scholarly journals. So uh, on killing has really made a contribution. But what I realized was... As I, as I asked people questions, and now they would tell me, you know, if the average guy, if a friend starts asking intimate questions about your sex life, you blow him up. But Masters and Johnson, in a scholarly format, you might talk to him. That's what happened. But I began to realize what was at the core was not the act of killing. And I coined the term killology. It's been widely received. But it, it's all the things revolving around it. How could we have had, and this is my book on combat, which is issued in the DEA Academy, issued in the Marshals Academy, Marine Corps Commandant's Required Reading. How could we have had 500 years of gunpowder combat and not let people know the shots kept muted in the heat of battle? The, 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 the degree to which we didn't know what was happening in a life and death event is astounding. And it's been a real honor that on combat has been really embraced by the medical community. ER docs are using it. I, this is a wonderful podcast. It was in two parts with the ER doc in, uh, in, in the UK. And, and so uh, at, at the core of that dynamic was the active killing. But as I continued to work for law enforcement nationwide, been on the road two, 300 days a year for, for over 20 years, uh, get home one, two nights a week, conjugal visit, clean up and wear back on the road, I began to realize what was at the core of the problem is so obvious and so blatant, and yet nobody's addressing it was this epidemic of sleep deprivation. And, and it, whenever we look at human performance, we've got to look at the baseline. Are they eating? Are they resting? Are they injured? Are they ill? Uh, and and the, the degree of sleep deprivation is astounding. Airline pilots, air traffic controllers, nuclear power plant operators, tugboat operators, ferryboat operators, and truck drivers require belonging enough sleep that cops aren't. That should enrage us. As the feds get involved with the whole law enforcement issue, the one place it can enforce the issue is mandating sleep for cops like we do for, for, for literally dozens and dozens of other professions, including not just the airline crew, but the maintenance guy who works on the airline. These are things that we can learn from. And, and, and cops are making life and death split-second decisions every second being captured on, com, on, on camera. I, I've been saying for years the law enforcement community I trained the National Sheriff's Association, hundreds and hundreds of sheriffs at one spot. I trained Chiefs, uh, State Chiefs Association, many, many others. I'll tell them we are now in a zero defects environment, like the airlines. The airlines cannot crash a single plane, or it will be investigated. Everybody will be fired, fined, maybe even put in jail if they fail to do their job. And we cannot afford to have a single plane crash. And not a single passenger be sucked out the window without a major investigation and issue. And we can't afford to have a single cop walk out that door, do something stupid, or it will become a major issue and we pay a terrible price and now here we are. So the dynamic of, of this, yes. Oh, no, that's all right. I, I didn't mean no. to interrupt. I just wanted to, as, you, as you're talking, you know, what goes through my mind is the fact that you have written many times over, and I'd love for you to talk about this, uh, why killing is an unnatural act. 
Um, you know, and it, yeah. When we, you know, when we talk about the new warrior mindset for what's going on post COVID, you know, the riots, uh, Black Lives Matter, safe policing, safe communities. Um, this is so important uh, for people to hear. Well, you know, uh, my book on killing. Uh, we found out in World War II that most of the troops wouldn't pull the trigger. Uh, and left their own devices without a leader standing over their shoulder with other people side to side, left their own devices, the vast majority of individual riflemen wouldn't pull the trigger. We found out it was a training flaw. They've been taught to shoot at bullseyes. We have no known case any bullseyes ever attacking our troops. If you've been in the armed forces since the Korean War, you never once shot a bullseye. A man-shaped silhouette pops your field of view, hit the target, target drops, stimulus response, stimulus response. We found out that we have to overcome a hardwired resistance to killing. And, and here's the key. People people say, uh, they point some horrible crime and say, oh, that, that, that proves we're all killers. No, that, that's an outlier. It's literally one in a million. I tell them, it, you explain to me that 99.9% of our citizens who go a lifetime never kill anybody or even seriously attempt to. Explain that. Divorce, infidelity, layoffs, traffic accidents, in a lifetime of provocation. Less than one in a thousand citizens will even seriously attempt to take a human life. Explain that. Inside most healthy members of our species is a hardwired resistance against killing our own kind. Uh, animals with antlers and horns against each other, they smack the head to head. Any other species that go to the side, they gut, they gore. Rattlesnakes sink their fangs in anything and everything except another rattlesnake. They wrestle each other. Piranhas sink their feet, teeth in anything that hits the water except another piranha. They fight each other with flicks of the tail. Uh, inside most healthy members of most species, there's this hardwired resistance. We slammed into it in World War II. We found out how to overcome it with modern training. And oh, by the way, video games endure the exact same thing to our children. Uh, my book, Assassination Generation, I was called to the White House after the uh, Parkland School Massacre, gave a copy to the president, called again to the White House last August by Vice President Pence, gave a copy to him. Uh, it, not every kid with a gun is going to kill, but we all agree kids shouldn't have guns. Not every kid that played these games becomes a killer, but every one of these killers played these games. And, and, and mm-hmm. the idea of children committing mass murder, I say in my book, Assassination Generation, 5,000 years of recorded history, 500 years of gunpowder combat, 150 years of repeating firearms. And not one single time in the history of the world has any child gone in this school to commit a multiple homicide until two double homicides in the 70s, one in Canada, one in America, two double homicides by a juvenile in the school in the 80s, one in Finland, one in America. In the 1990s, worldwide, multiple homicides by juveniles in the schools exploded. And so this resistance to killing in most healthy members can be overcome. We do it with great caution and discipline to soldiers and law enforcement. And if we're concerned about that, we should. It should be done with great caution. How much more so should we be concerned the same things being done to our children? Again, my book, Assassination Generation, outlines it. Uh, the situation is actually much worse than it looks. Medical technology is holding down the murder rate. Uh, it, 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 every year, we save more lives, and that artificially holds down the murder rate. I told the vice president, we have inflation-adjusted dollars. Anytime we talk about money, we got to allow for inflation over a period of time. Anytime we talk about murder rate, 
We have to have medically adjusted murder rate, and it will absolutely transform the way we see violence in our society. It has exploded to horrendous levels. It is not right. It is not normal. And, and that's, you know, that's my book on killing in a nutshell there. Uh, and, and it's terribly important to understand that you know, why, why the 99.9% of our citizens go a lifetime and never seriously attempt to take a human life. That's, that's a critical issue. And how do we overcome that? And what is different today about what we've done throughout history? And the grim, grim, desperate violent times are upon us worldwide. Violence has exploded. Uh, and I, I cover all of that in my class. I cover that in my books. But there's a new wild card in the equation. And, and that's a sleep deprivation. We come back to that. 18 hours without sleep and your impaired judgment equal a point awake, legally drunk, blood alcohol level. 24 hours without sleep. Your impaired judgment equal a point awake, 0.10 above legally drunk. Two nights without sleep and you're a psychotic. Any graduate of Army Ranger School will tell you about hallucinations on the third day without sleep. And we're in the middle of this worldwide epidemic of sleep deprivation. It is a key factor in our suicides. Military research, active duty military studies every suicide intensely. And in the active duty military, our suicides have nothing to do with combat. A non-combat vet is likely to take love as a combat vet. But a, 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 a sleep-deprived soldier can be up to five times more likely to take their life. Taking your life wow. is not a natural act. You have to have profoundly impaired judgment. Alcohol and suicide have always been closely related. Alcohol creates impaired judgment, make a bad decision, never get a chance to rethink it. But the most pervasive form of impaired judgment worldwide, especially teens and teenagers, but the 10, 11, 12-year-old teenage girls' suicide rate in America has tripled per capita in just the last decade. What is the new factor worldwide? A cop came up to me during a break in one of my classes. He said, I had a good girl. He said she was an A student. She said, Dad, it's embarrassing. You don't have to take my cell phone every night. You can trust me. He said, so I trust her. Let her keep her cell phone at night. A little while later, she took her life. A little girl took her life. He said, he said, I never knew the hell she was living in until we looked at the text messages on her cell phone. Night after night of ceaseless, relentless, vicious bullying. And he said, I knew my little girl was bullied to death. What I didn't understand until now, she was sleep deprived, tormented, and bullied to death in front of my eyes, and I let it happen. He said, I can't ignore that text message in the middle of the night. How can I expect my children to? He said, the last thing on earth I could have done for my little girl was take her phone every night and let her turn off all the bad stuff in this world. So this academic of sleep deprivation, a worldwide explosion of suicides, and a worldwide increase in traffic deaths. Decade after decade, traffic deaths come down. Airbags, seatbelts, technology. Now worldwide traffic deaths are back up again. But suicide, uh, alcohol and sleep deprivation, the two major factors in traffic deaths. The other major dynamic is the opiate epidemic. Sleep deprivation creates chronic pain. Doc, I heard all the time, give me a pill to fix. You don't need a pill, you need more sleep. And it is knock off the caffeine shortly after lunch that stop you getting deep cycle sleep. So it's a, it's a long and convoluted yeah. route back around. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. I mean, there's a lot of information here. And just listening, you know, I can imagine our audience is, is getting elevated blood pressure. <laughs> it's, it's an amazing 
uh, right series of statistics that you're quoting. So I don't want to glaze over that. But we're going to be right back, so don't go away. You're listening to Leadership Development News. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. Voice America Business Network. The bottom line in business. listening to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers with your hosts, Dr. Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler. We know you have leadership questions for these noted experts, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5790. That number again is 1-866-472-5790. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Leadership Development News. We're talking with uh, Lieutenant Colonel uh, Dave Grossman. And, and Dave, we were uh, talking about during the break, you know, your book uh, on combat, and you were referencing a lot of the other books. One of the things I think it's, that's fascinating is, because Kathy and I talk about this around learning and being on autopilot, and I think most people are on autopilot almost all the time when, when we give talks. You know, probably I've heard like 95% of the time we're on autopilot. But maybe, you know, give some of those examples and maybe how that relates to today just about training um, and being on autopilot and, you know, and how does that impact maybe some of the things that are going on today? Right. You know, uh, uh, Ducko Wilnick, as a Navy SEAL, had great influence. And he was talking about all the hundreds and thousands of hours of training that they get before they go on a combat mission. And it talks about having built in, a term we use often is muscle memory. Now, muscles don't really have memory, but, but it, 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 it gives the concept that uh, you've done it so many times that it happens reflexively. And, and we can turn on killing, but we've got to build in the mechanism to turn it back off again. And, uh, and modern training for military and, and uh, uh, at the most elite units is a set of autopilot responses and a set of branch responses. And most will tell you at the moment of truth, a split-second decision. You know, the basketball player in the middle of the court in the heat of the game making that snapshot, he's not thinking that thing true. He, isn't, he hasn't spent minutes or seconds planning that shot. It's a split-second, and he's done it literally hundreds of thousands of times, exactly the same at practice, and the training kicks in, he does it. But in order to change the plan, you've got to be mentally primed and prepared. One of the things that there's a great article on perseveration and sleep deprivation. Perseveration is is when you persevere and you do the same act over and over again, and you are not capable of considering another action. And training it allows us to overcome perseveration in a fear-induced environment. A lot of people 
pull the trigger and keep pulling until until the weapon goes empty, until the bad guy goes away. And and that's an example of perseveration. They choose an action. They keep on doing it. They're frightened. An entirely different dynamic sets into place and frightened human beings. Tunnel vision, auditory exclusion, slow motion time, memory gaps, memory distortions. Those are just some of the things that happen to an individual life and death event. Hey, we need to know these things. And so what happens is training overcomes this perseveration dynamic and gives you a set of skills to choose from. But let's take, for example, having your knee on somebody's neck and not being able to consider another course of action in the face of, of, of the fact that this is clearly doing harm. And, and training is needed to overcome the perseveration and sleep deprivation. It's a critical dynamic and making it impossible, not making excuses for any action that happens. But if an airline pilot crashed a plane or did something stupid, we would study the, 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 his flight logs. We would study if he got sleep. If some supervisor told that pilot, I don't care if you're tired, fly that plane anyway, that supervisor would go to jail. And we need to start holding the entire chain of command accountable. There people do stupid stuff. Look at their shift work. Look at the amount of time you spent on duty. Look at rotating shifts. Rotating shifts gives everybody jet lag, and they're all out there doing it. We must create as much stability on shifts as humanly possible. And so this, this, this blind spot, this social blind spot, this biological blind spot, a sleep deprivation, and limited training. Most of our cops get an extraordinarily low amount of training compared to our elite military. Again, Jocko Willick makes a great point on the amount of time and resources we need to devote to training, combined with holding these guys to the same standard of sleep as we do all these other fields. And the fact that the person who decides not to shoot your kid is not required to get sleep, is not held to the highest training standard, that should enrage us. And all of these fear-induced dynamics, these autopilot conditioning that's put in place, it takes, it takes a great deal of training to be able to change gears in mid-flight, uh, that doesn't just happen. You know, doing your, your presentation, uh, when something interrupts and something changes, you're suddenly spinning your wheels and not able to change gears. So you, you, you see that all the time with people. It takes a much deeper level of understanding, a much deeper level of experience in your field to be able to go to an interruption or to a distraction and get back on track or to change tracks. It's true in your presentation. It's infinitely more important when lives are on the line and you're making life into factions. So, Dave, just a question Dave. because you you kind of brought this up, you know, with George Floyd and the knee on the neck. Do you think there was kind of auditory exclusion uh, with Derek Chauvin when other officers were trying to get his attention? I mean, how would you? How would you know? You're an expert on this. How would you kind of make sense yeah. of that? There is a very good chance auditory exclusion is happening as he's focused on one sensory. When you're under fear, when you're under stress, or when you're in a stressful environment, you, your body focuses intensely on, on a single sense and often a single source. You know, most people in combat don't hear their shots. They're very muted. But uh, uh, Except when, they're, when you're shooting, the eyes turn on, the ears dial out. But if you're ambushed, Boom, 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 shots overwhelming. It's the primary sensory input. You turn, you start shooting back, the ears dial down and the eyes dial in. You get tunnel vision and auditory exclusion. So there's 
there's sensory focusing of enormous magnitude and, and, and the stimulus focusing. So, yeah, we, we don't know the exact circumstances. It really is concerning that, that the body cams of these police officers have not been released yet. We talk about transparency. Well, where's the mayor of Minneapolis releasing the freaking body cams of these individuals in this incident? We don't know. And how about the training records of these people? How much time did they spend at being trained? And most of all, about the sleep records. Did the chain of command create an environment which sleep-deprived people are rotating shifts, making life and death decisions? We can't keep getting away with this. We've got to create an environment which these guys are held to the highest standards of training and accountability and sleep. And the best analogy most people wrap their mind around is like airline pilots. That standard is a great standard for, for sleep and for training and for management and leadership. It's something we can all wrap our minds around as a, as a model for us to, to help understand how we can best allow people to perform under life and death circumstances. So, Dave, do you believe that there's anything that we can do in terms of emotional intelligence uh, assessments and training prior to providing these individuals with, uh, if you will, full access to a police academy or, or promotions. You know, I mean, we've been looking at this now for a couple of years, as you know, and we, we do believe there are profiles that are better suited for uh, police officers uh, who are, quote-unquote, peacekeepers versus police officers who become tactical operators like SWAT or, you know, the special response teams. Can you talk to that a little bit? You know, the, the dynamics of, uh, of, of training, when it comes to sleep, this is what I put in every one of my classes. I tell people, this is the most important area. And I've got a series of sleep hacks. And, and the first thing, if I were king, I could give every cop a gift. Uh, I, I would give them a, 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 some kind of a, a fitness tracker. I think the Fitbit Charge 3 might be doing the best job. It's waterproof, wear it in the pool, wear it in the shower, just wear it all the time. Download the app. It's idiot-proof. It tracks your heart rate throughout the day. Very important data. tracks your steps and calories, and it tracks your sleep and your cycles of sleep. And it tells you, you need seven to eight hours of sleep a night. You've been getting four hours of sleep for the last three months. You can't keep doing this. But we shouldn't have to be told that with a sleep app. We should know that. We are not educating people. We are not informing people about the demands of their body for sleep and the biological and the, 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 the failures that happen in all aspects of life, leadership, family, performance, performance under stress, all breaks down under sleep deprivation. We never had, our body never had to make us do it. It happened naturally. Now we have television and video games and cell phones and text messaging and, and electric lighting. We go 24 hours 7. And so we've got to overcome that biological limitation and that social limitation. If somebody showed up work drunk, you'd fire him. If he shows up to work sleep-deprived because he played video games all night long, that's not acceptable. But they laugh about it. They talk about it. Yeah, I played up all night long, stay in video games. I couldn't turn it off. That's not cute. That's not funny. That's not acceptable. But nobody's ever told them that. I've got a series of sleep hacks that I give people. Uh, you know, uh, uh, sleep in a truly dark room starting the night. Something you do without another minute of sleep. 
make the room totally dark, and wear a sleep mask. The combination of those two will start giving you quality sleep. Uh, uh, and, and again, we talk about shift works. Just stabilize shifts as much as possible. It takes up to a full year to fully adapt to night shift. Try to get as much stability as you can. Uh, it, it maintain the hours of sleep. Back the hours of sleep. Sleep in a truly dark room. And, and I talk about the snooze button. Do a little research on the snooze button. You're actually doing physical, psychological harm to your body as you try to train your body to sink back in a deep cycle of sleep in 10 minutes, and it can't do it. The snooze alarm is an evil little button that makes you relive the worst part of every day over and over again. It throws away 10-minute chunks of your life. It does harm to you, and it's a matter of self-discipline. Am I in charge of my body? My body in charge of me. It's the first act of every day. Surrender your body and hit this news alarm. It's the first act of every day to take charge of your body and roll out of bed. You know, uh, uh, self-discipline. Give a kid a marshmallow. Eat this marshmallow now. Be back in three minutes, another one. Don't eat it. You eat them both. That appears to be one of the greatest predictors of success in life, self-discipline. Muhammad Ali, boxer, great champion. He said championship began every morning and the alarm went off. He hated running so bad, he put his running shoes on top of the alarm. He hit the alarm, he grabbed his running shoes. That's champion willpower. I tell people, set your cell phone for 10 alarms, 6 o'clock, 6 o'clock, 6 o'clock, 6 o'clock. By the time you turn off all those alarms, you're up. Now, the you that goes to bed at night is make the you to get up in the morning to get out of bed. Uh, alcohol is not our friend. Nothing wrong with a nightcap any more than about one drink really impacts your quality of sleep. The data's there. It's overwhelming. Track it with your sleep tracker. See what found out three beers. Go to bed and see what it did. It's not good. There's so many things along the line of sleep hacks that we can apply. Uh, the, the dynamic of nicotine. Don't get up at the night and have a smoke. This is the one time to show some discipline. And caffeine, most importantly of all, effective application of caffeine. We are, it is an addictive drug. We are in the middle of a of mega doses of caffeine being pumped in our body prior to sleep cycle. And that stops us from getting deep cycle sleep. And that creates, that creates pain, chronic pain. Uh, doc, I, I heard all the time, give me more pills. Why are opiates the drug of choice? Of all the drugs out there, why are in the middle of an opiate epidemic? And, and at least prescription drug opiates have always been there. What's new? This epidemic of sleep deprivation, the area we need to focus our attention most. Dave, we're going to have to take one more quick break. And when we come back, uh, we're only going to have a few minutes left to chat with you. So love to have you talk about something that you're very passionate about. So don't go away. We'll be right back. You're listening to Leadership Development News. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Are you a fearless leader? Fearless leaders stop at nothing to win while engaging others through positive action. Fearless leaders operate with a strong sense of freedom. They embrace the courage to fail. They respond to challenges with resilience. They operate from a higher consciousness and they excel through a mindset for success to increase everyone's ROL or return on leadership. You can too. Let Dr. Kathy Greenberg and a rare team of special operations coaches help you realize your full potential at fearlessleadersgroup.com. The Fearless Leaders Group applies a powerful coach approach beyond tools and techniques by fundamentally transforming a leader's core abilities and approaches to any business in as little as 90 days. 
Act now and receive a free bonus. Go to fearlessleadersquiz.com. Take the free assessment and find out what you are truly capable of. Go to fearlessleadersquiz.com to find the fearless leader in you and discover how being fearless truly equals freedom. Most leaders underestimate their influence and power over others and thus underperform. Dr. Relly Nadler and Leaders Playbook help leaders point the way by providing the strategic place to get to the top in a simple paint-by-the-numbers process. Seasoned and emerging leaders will have answers to these questions. What are the steps to move up and become a star in your organization? How do you develop your people to be the next level leaders in the organization? What are your triggers that are holding you back and how do you manage them? How do you maximize your power and influence so you and your team perform better what do you do to ensure your communication is received accurately how do you delegate effectively how do you develop strong relationships across the organization emotional intelligence training coaching books and tools by dr nadler are available at his website www.truenorthleadership.com or 805-683-1066 the business community's first choice in Internet Talk Radio, Voice America Business Network. You're listening to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers with your hosts, Dr. Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler. We know you have leadership questions for these noted experts, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5790. That number again is 1-866-472-5790. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Leadership Development News. We're talking with Lieutenant Colonel uh, Dave Grossman, Director of Kilology. If you want some more information, as you can hear, he's a wealth of information, a ton of books, uh, well-researched www.killology.com. And, and Dave, during the break, we were talking about you know, emotional intelligence competencies around, let's say, empathy you know, for our, our, our leaders today. But then also, you know, maybe how does that impact with what you know about just wearing masks? Now every state is kind of coming back to uh, either requiring or close to it, requiring masks in stores, requiring a mask in the outdoors. So how do you see that, you know, impacting people? You know, my war was the Cold War, 74 to 98. And we did something that the troops today very seldom do. We wore gas masks, sometimes for days on end. And in scuba school, similar dynamics in which you're wearing that regulator and a big portion of your face is is concealed. So there's some lessons that we've learned. And one of them is, of course, the incredible stress of not being able to see their mouth, smiles, grimaces, groans, and the majority of it. Of, of, of nonverbal learning is through the face and specifically the mouth, and now that's covered. And that's stressful all by itself. What it requires is a degree of calmness, and I'm a huge fan of breathing. And the breathing in through the nose, for, hold for, out through the lips, for, hold for, keeping yourself in condition yellow, keeping yourself in the zone. Now, understand that there's an enormous tendency to raise your voice because people can't hear it. It's muffled. And so what you need to do is start at a calm voice. And when they can't hear it, then raise it. If you start right off the bat shouting, you get this negative feedback loop in which they shout back and you shout back. And all of a sudden, a very hostile situation is created and neither person is really aware of why and how it happened. So regulating yourself and regulating your voice 
raising the volume only when you need to. Many of our medical people have worn a mask and, and been around an operation, and they, they talk about it uh, with a mask on, and they, they know the tone of voice, what can be heard, what cannot be heard. Try to transfer those skills. Think very much about nonverbal communication. Uh, putting a hand to your chest is, 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 a, is a very, you know, thank you, please. Uh, put a hand to your chest and a slight bow. Just a quick little salute, but the salute can be mocking a salute, and it comes with thumbs up. Thumbs up and okay singles, two thumbs up. These are things that we can start building into our vocabulary. When we're wearing a mask, these, these, these hand signals, thumbs up, okay, uh, the salute, I turn it into a thumbs up. The, uh, the whole dynamic of regulating your voice and self-regulation, and it all comes back to self-regulation. You know, to me, that kind of the baseline, you know, uh, atom. Uh, in which we measure the dynamics of EQ is giving that kid a marshmallow. That you can eat this marshmallow now, be back in three minutes, you don't eat, you have two. And again, that's the great predictor of success. And we're really kind of the baseline of EQ is self-regulation. And that all comes back around to kind of the finishing topic. If, if I only have minutes to talk to anybody, we've got to get a grip on this worldwide epidemic of sleep deprivation. The video games are designed to be impossible to turn off. Every generation gets more addictive. We go into flow state. I say, all you old timers out there, you all remember Tetris. Think Tetris on steroids with crack. And each generation of video games is more addictive. We go into flow state. They're designed to do it. You cannot keep track of time. You have got to set a timer. You've got to regulate your time. You've got to limit your children's access. Teach your children to sleep in the dark. Babies are sloshing with melatonin as you get older and older. Uh, they produce less and less by the time the teenagers, as we get older and older, it's more and more important to sleep in a truly dark room. Remember, sleep deprivation is killing our children. Suicides, traffic deaths, and drug overdoses, the three major killers of kids, three major killers across the board. And the one way we can immediately take control of our lives, take control of ourselves, EQ to the max, is start regulating our sleep and tracking our sleep. Go out that door and buy a fitness tracker right now. I think the Fitbit Charge 3 might be doing the best job. Track your sleep, track your children's sleep, track your spouse's sleep, and turn over a leaf and lead ourselves down a path of rested, regulated, emotionally intelligent human beings who can guide us through these tragic, violent, desperate times. So, Dave, when, let's say the average, you know, Policemen, do you, you have any research on how much they're sleeping? And like I hear what you're saying, they're not, there's no requirement like it is for pilots. But what, you know, what, from your work, how much are, are they sleeping? And it's also given kind of the high stress that they probably go to sleep but yes. aren't really sleeping. Yes. What, yes. what do you know about so that? It varies. Yeah, well, first you get the mega doses of caffeine, the energy drinks. You know, for all practical purposes, the U.S. Armed Forces have banned issuing energy drinks. Uh, they're, they're, they're doing enormous harm. Uh, we could spend a lot more time talking about that and caffeine dynamics. But when, when we take ourselves away, we look at our own lives, um, and, and the, the, the average cop is working double shifts, triple shifts. They talk about going home and nodding off, we call them micro naps, your head is bobbing periodically. Uh, they talk about driving home and have no memory of getting themselves home, and they know there's a problem there. It varies greatly. Rotating shifts, 12-hour shifts. California Highway Patrol went to 12-hour shifts and dropped it like a hot rock. Accidents exploded internal. The, the data is there. 10-hour shifts are doable. 
And whenever they move to 12s, bad things start happening. You got time in the front and time in the rear. Many of them are tragically sleep deprived. It varies greatly. It is a leadership issue that you're looking at double and triple shifts, people horrendously sleep deprived, making life and death decisions. We can no longer allow that to happen. Yeah. Well, we also know that's big in, in, the, in the folks on the front line, you know, our first responders, you know, in hospitals. I mean, they're all kind of working yes. double shifts, working overtime even more, yeah. more so now. Yeah. And, and so the answer is pretty straightforward. Uh, hire more and pay them more. We're, we're a rich nation. When things are wrong, we throw money at it. And we've only begun to throw money at this problem. All of these people making these life and death decisions, we need more of them. We can't need to keep stacking them up and double shifting and triple shifting. Now what we're doing is uh, across America, we're putting cops on 12-hour shifts with no days off, 12 hours forever. And, and they're, they're horrendously, and, and we're recording every action that every cop takes. It's just a matter of time until somebody else does something stupid, and it puts us in a negative cycle. We gotta, we got to grab control of ourselves, our lives, our environment. Only one big universe we can control is ourselves. Get it, your Dave. Use whatever power and authority you have to do it with others. We've talked about this before, yeah. and we talk, Kathy and I talk about the amygdala hijack, and and you talked about it in the way you you talk about it, your audience is taking a stupid pill. Yes, yes. Yeah, we talked at West Point. Yeah, uh, and, and we Dave told the West Point uh, cadets. Yeah. No, I was just going to say, as we come to an end here, you just spoke to 200 cops in Atlanta. What was the, the big takeaway uh, from that program? You know, far and away, that we begin with love and we end with love. We do what we do Beautiful. because we, we, nobody's doing that, that job for the money. And greater love is known than this. They give their life for their friends, but there's many ways to give your life. And then in the middle of that love sandwich, if you will, is, uh, is sleep. Other biological dynamics, be forewarned and forearmed, but I tell them just a great, big, powerful dynamic in the middle that's critical and essential is regulating sleep and mandating it. If I were king, it could pass one law that would mandate sleep for all first responders. It has to be something the feds can do. That's great. Amazing, amazing conversation. Thank you so much, Dave. We've enjoyed the conversation. We'll definitely have to have you back. You've been speaking to Lieutenant Colonel Dave Grossman. Thank you for tuning in to Tune Up Your Performance with Leadership Development News. We'll be back soon. Take good care. You've been listening to Leadership Development News, profiles and practices of top performers with your hosts, Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler. We sincerely hope that you gained some great ideas and inspiration on how to elevate your leadership skills. Join us again next Monday at noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific Time right here on the Voice America Business Channel.